This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. We should, you should join Patreon for this hours. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Thanks, Aaron. Join us on Patreon.com. Uh, you know what? We started this and we're like, ah, we'll just play the thing. It'll, it'll, it's not going to work. And in, in my head, I was like, no, the video's going to work now. But the video did not work. Here we are, Rebel Scum Podcast, episode 309. I'm Brock. This is James boom, 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 boom. And we're here to talk about Star Wars and virtual backgrounds. And okay, where... oh, it's like it's Star Trek when the when it shakes. Like, oh. <laughs> where does James start in the virtual background begin? No one I can knows. Take it off. There's curtains behind me. I don't know. Did you see curtains. the curtains before we started? Before we started this uh, thing. Hi, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Heidi says, "Hey, hey." Episode three hundred nine. Three hundred nine. Uh, day seven hundred of the Star Wars drought. Uh, what to talk about Star Wars? I mean, we're not going to do what you think we're going to do and remotely talk about the Bad Batch trailer because I didn't know about it till about five minutes ago. So I was like, cool, we'll watch it at some point. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what are we talking about today in Star Wars, James? Because I am out of ideas. We're going to talk about Ray Skywalker, as <laughs> uh, Disney Desi likes to refer to her as. <laughs> And um, I did a video yesterday. We talked about Ray last week because Ray seems to be the only thing Star Wars that's other than Bad Batch that's really like at the focus. Acolytes coming in the next six months, so we'll get that, and then we'll get Skeleton Crew and Tales of the Jedi and stuff. But and Bad Batch obviously will keep us going for a little bit. But Ray is at the focal point now because uh, on New Year's Day, if you remember, the director had the quotes about how it's finally time for like a female to usher in the new wave of thing. And then fans were like, this movie sucks. And I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to have to go years of hearing about this now from both sides. Um, and then and then there was the thing last week where is the movie happening? Is it not happening? Has it been delayed indefinitely? Yada, yada. There's trouble. Like Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm saying there's no problems. Um. And now this week, as we get going on it, we hear uh, Daisy Ridley talked to Variety, and she talked briefly about uh, the movie. But also, there's rumor going around. I believe from Bespin Bolton, who believe it or not, uh, <laughs> is saying that 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 Ray will make an appearance in the Sean Levy Star Wars movie that may or may not happen after Deadpool three, after Big Fat Liar two. I'm guessing they're doing Big Fat Liar two. Paul Giamatti's on a hit streak. Mm-hmm. Sean Levy hit streak. Frankie Munez is doing things, and um, Amanda Bynes, well, she could probably use it. So, uh, Big Fat Liar 2, guys, it's coming. But, so, I don't know, I thought, 
for, for me, I want to talk about it because I think Ray is, I think it's the right move uh, to have Ray usher in more Star Wars because you're going to have the Mando stuff. I don't know where the Sean Levy thing ties into everything, but I really believe that Ray is the future of the Star Wars story. And I don't mean in terms of saving it or anything like that. I just mean in terms of the literal, like the literal future is Ray. And one thing I talked about by myself yesterday was she could pass the baton now to a new generation of characters and she can usher them in and we can meet them all through Ray's eyes. Because one thing that Star Wars has always, always done until the sequels, but what Star Wars did if you watch a new hope is we meet the characters through the other characters when you and that's kind that we could do that with ray now as we've met ray ray could come in and we can meet the new characters and ray can stick around as long as she needs to but once you know you get rid of ray you can get rid of ray you can keep her around you can put her to the side you can shove her for a little bit whatever you want to do but i think ray is the perfect character to do this with because and i know some people say ben solo but ben solo is dead Maybe he'll come back, but right now, like if you look, if the timeline were in Brock, Ben Solo is dead, Luke is dead, Han is dead, Leia's dead, Chewie, I mean, sure, he doesn't speak English. So you have Ray, Finn, Poe, they're alive, but Ray is the Jedi. I know they made Finn Force sensitive at the end, but Ray is your Jedi. She's the one with the sacred text. She everything you can do, you could do through Ray, and I think you can make more compelling stories because of her. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh, I mean, the Sh- Shane Levy that's Sean, Sean? or Shane, Sean Levy, Sean. totally forgot about that. So, big like, fat liar, too. Uh, yeah, like, cool. I, that's not a real thing. That's a, my thing for 20 for 30, <laughs> 20 years. <I'm laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, it's like. Totally forgot about that. Uh, that entering the conversation, I'm like, okay. Um, no, you're kind of right though. I was thinking about it as you were talking. It's like no one really introduces Ray in Force Awakens. She just appears. It's like we just go to Jakku and there she is. Right? Yeah, she's in the yeah. like. Yeah. Started short. So yeah, that's kind of everyone else we meet through. Everybody else we meet through somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's a common thing in the. The original trilogy, I would, I would assume, like, I, if anything, it's like R2 and C3PO are like who we don't meet. They are like, they, we follow them and then we meet the characters. It's like your, your theory is good of like, um, yeah, like she could do, introduce it. I actually like, and that's how, maybe that's how, maybe you do something fun, like young, like Ray, like, you know, Daisy Ridley aged Ray could be a flashback in these movies and it's like maybe there's an older ray like we've been honestly hoping for or it's like she goes like the sacred text i'm like oh yeah like that's that's a thing about ray that i'm like oh that would be cool to finally get some cool more yeah. information on but yeah you could do a lot of stuff i, I just like I don't know. I don't, it's just like just make a movie. Like just do something. Do something. And you you listed all those other things that are going to happen. Hopefully at some point this year. I mean, most of them are like. Why aren't we talking about them? I know. I know we are not talking about Bad Batch right now. But like, why are we focusing on something that isn't? I don't I assume written or even remotely ready. To I don't shot. think it is written. 
Yeah. So why are we focusing on on not us specifically? Why is like the only Star Wars news this movie? Why aren't we seeing anything from Tales of the Jedi? Why aren't we getting final dates for Acolyte and that uh, Skeleton Crew? Because we still don't have that, right? It's like no. hypotheticals, like. Focus on that. Like, I, I, I just don't It's understand. weird that we don't have dates for those. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Like, the thing is, if, if you remember, what's uh, Jaleel White was on that, whatever yeah. he was on, and he was like, it's going to come out in November. And it's like, what? And now, you know, you hear rumors that it's going to come out like at the end of this year. So how far yeah. back? First of all, the writer's strike, maybe some re- rewrites yeah. and stuff could have, but, but the actor's strike wouldn't have delayed much for that so I, I don't know what's going on there the accolade we don't really know how far along that is but the rumor i'm hearing is that that's going to come out before skeleton crew <laughs> so dates would be very nice could get us really excited for more star wars other than this ray movie that I, like this is and this is the problem though brock with announcing this at celebration a year ago. It was almost been a year. We're two, three months shy of it being a year since it was announced. And that other part of the interview that Daisy really said on camera for IMDB or whatever she was at was like, she's a oh, it all happened very fast. They called me in, they're like, Hey, you want to do this? I said, Yes, we were at celebration. What? Why would you yeah. even bother? That's like me saying, Brock, Brock, I got an idea. And then we announce it, and we never. I mean, we've sure we've done that before, but like, like it's just it's it it makes no sense to me how they're functioning there. They're just trying to get. I think honestly, I really think that they they feel the fan divide because we know that they're paying attention to the stuff, which makes no sense. They should shut off social media, Lucasfilm. <laughs> but they're paying attention. They see a fan divide. They're like, let's win them back by announcing everything. Uh-huh. But I don't I, I, like. We don't want you to announce everything. We want you to <laughs> announce what you have. If the Ray movie is, wouldn't it have been way more exciting? And no offense to the people that were at Celebration, we obviously were not. But wouldn't it be way more exciting if you and I went to go see the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes Seven? Ooh. Like, the, like five years from now, we're like, Brock, we must go see the next. I get British, old and British. Let's <laughs> we must go see the next Planet of the Apes movie, and we both go and see it. And we're sitting in a theater, and I take my dentures out, and we're eating popcorn. And then all of a sudden, a Ray movie pops up. Yeah. And we're like, what? Like, remember? I was talking to Fantasia about this randomly the other day. Remember 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, exactly what you were going to say. It came out of nowhere. It just, like, that's what I would much prefer that than have a movie that may or may not happen with Daisy Ridley, who's going to say, like you said before, of course she's going to say great things about it. But, like, I would much rather just be surprised, like, oh, my God, we're getting this movie. That's amazing. Like, Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah. I heard, like, they're like, Kung Fu Panda 4 has a voice. I'm like, what? And then, like, two minutes later, like, here's the trailer. It's like, what is going on? (laughs) When did they make this movie? That's what I want from Star Wars. Just drop the crap. Don't announce. Just give it to me. We're in it. Like, you, our money is, they've got our money. You know, you finish a movie. There's a the the new Richard Linklater movie Hitman, which Rob McDonald saw at TIFF, and he said that I would absolutely love it. The trailer came out. I'm like, this is awesome! I can't wait to yeah. see it. And it was like June. I go June. <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. June. So drop the trailer six months, and then you have six months of buildup, which is not too much, and and just do that. Do it that way. 
do it that way. Yeah, um, I'm just like thinking like it's like we're almost at a point where we're going to have more Godzilla King Kong movies in the last five years than we did Star Wars. Like, like, and it's doing kind of- well. Godzilla is having a moment right now. Like, I am almost finished watching the Monarch series, and I'm like, I was going to ask you. Good. Yeah, it looks pretty, good. It's it pretty good. solid, and and I've heard uh, Godzilla minus one is actually fantastic, and it has yeah. 30 minutes of Godzilla and that's it in like a two hour movie. Like just put out movies. Like the trajectory of Star Wars movies is starting to feel like that scene from Parks and Rec where like uh, Patton Oswalt's just doing a filibuster where he just starts (laughs) talking about his dream movie that has Star Wars and Marvel characters all in one thing. It's just like, which like is hilarious on how actually like the cinematic of both those from uh those uh those uh IP have like are now owned by Disney which is like this could happen like it started like oh, oh wouldn't it be great like oh like you could have Boba Fett and then also uh uh Darth Vader and like they're hanging out and they all they both have blue helmets they have new hats they're like Malibu Stacy now with new hat it's just like what <laughs> I don't I and and you know I think we've said this over and over again. It's like, why are they only successful with the shows predominantly? Like, or like, why is no one seeing you made something with the Mandalorian that works? It's like, I'm not saying automatically make another Mandalorian, like whatever, but like you have seen that things can work that aren't with like original cast members and no, no disrespect to Daisy Ridley. Go do a movie. It's fantastic. She's a fantastic character, Ray. And like, I would love to find out more. But like, if you're not, if you're not shooting anything now, and we don't have a trailer in the next three months, why? Like, if we're still talking about this in the summer, James, and there's no new news, I am gonna lose my mind. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know if there'll be no no new news, but I can't see them shooting by the summer because they said that they were planning on shooting this spring. How? You don't even have a script. But you're right about the TV. How did they get the TV right? And you know what? And I, this is what I'm thinking is, and people are kind of off with this train now, but it's the Favreau Filoni meme of the two kids playing with Star Wars toys in like, you know, the 80s. And it's like Filoni and Favreau, and they're both playing with the action figures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what it is. It's just a couple of people who just love what they're doing, and they found. And I, I, and I've said this so many times. It's beating a, it's beating a, a glue gun. Is it's like, <laughs> it, it, they found this group of people with like Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, I, I can't remember all their names, but you know all the names. They found these people who have the same amount of love as they do for it, and maybe not the same level of understanding as the lore. Because I think Filoni's probably like top tier lore right now yeah but you don't need to because you have that it's like i remember when i was a kid like writing and stuff i would read articles like star trek writers for the show they would write like the script and they would leave they would leave technical terms blank and they would give it to like a scientist and the scientist would write down the technical term and that's what feloni is but they've like they they have their sandbox and they're like do you guys want to play and they get like the people that are are also vested in the same thing as them to come in the sandbox and play with them. 
And I still, and I said this before, and my point that I'm making is that is how they should approach the movies is find a group of people who all have the same interest, who want to, who want to come together to tell the same story. Cause the thing is, everyone's like, every time someone directs one of these episodes of whatever it is, except for Andor, Andor was the one that no one commented because it was such a different show. But like, it was like, give this person a movie, give that person a movie. It's like, but do you not see it's TV? It's the machine. The yeah. machine is what you want. You want all of them to do a movie. So, and I'm not saying these specific people, there's probably patches of these people all over, but the Mandalorian just struck with that. I'm saying that you find a group of people that are interested in it. And you know what? Maybe not everyone's going to love it. At one point when someone's not, you know, it's inevitable. But if you show a passion and a care, I think people are going to come along for the ride. And I think that's how you succeed theatrically. Yeah, I think you're right. You're totally right. Um, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Um, but yeah, then like, shut I, up. That's <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. It's just like uh, it, it, no, and like it, this thing is like we're making it sound like the Vanity Fair article was all about Star Wars, but it wasn't. It was oh, like no. she was talking about a million things, and then yeah. Someone like her agent is like, "Hey, make them ask you questions about Star Wars because it'll be good PR for a thing that doesn't exist." But this is the thing: this this article versus that director article. The headline for this one is like, mm. "It is going to be effing cool, right?" Yeah. Whereas the other one is like, "Women are going to make Star Wars," and you're like, "The two's." Cl-. It's like, I still think the first article with the director they had that quote of "We're going, we have, we're going to make something special." That is what you should focus on. And that, to their credit, to whoever whoever dictated this, they, that is the right thing to write in this article. Oh, I remember what I was going to say when we were talking about Filoni. Whatever happened to Pablo Hidalgo? Did he get fired or canceled or something? Is he not still doing... He was one of the like Star Wars he, geeks. He, I think he still does the exact same <laughs> thing. But I think he... There was a lot of drama on the Twitterverse. Right, 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 right. He got pulled into a lot of it, and and some night. I I don't know if this is true or not. I know he wasn't. He was pulled into everything because he look. His job was never meant to be. We should know who he is. He is a sits down. He writes the visual dictionary book. Geeks out, draws transformers, and that's it. Yeah. And so people pulled him in all these directions, started asking questions, and really kind of slandered him. I think a lot. And then he made it, he he got rid of his Twitter. Then he came back, but I believe he blocked like everybody other than like Optimus Prime. Like I think he's back, but very quietly, and he doesn't he, he kind of keeps his mouth shut because I mean the thing is, you know, he came out and was like all goodwill, and then you know, you get thrown in the in the Sarlacc pit. That's what Star Wars fans online do. They just they <laughs> They spit you up and chew you out. You're like, this we need you for this. Screw you. You made you made a female Star Wars character. Screw you. You don't know Star Wars. Meanwhile, he's writing the encyclopedia that you've got behind you on the shelf. He wrote that. So I, <laughs> I think that's what happened. So I think he's still I, I believe he's still employed by Lucas. I could be wrong. I haven't Googled him because yeah. I was like, when I saw that go, when I saw him leave, I'm like, good for you, because this is nonsense. Like you should, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, right. On. Maybe he's on Blue Sky now because that's like Twitter <laughs> that's or whatever it is. What happened? But what about um, what's the other thing? 
the the threads threads oh yeah they're still around but like because i always like see them on it's on instagram i'll see them in the feed and i'll click on it it's yeah. like download threads and i'm like no i and have I... the app rebel scum has a threads oh. uh, and i believe we have followers but we're not following anyone because oh. i don't log on to it and i always get a, a, a notification you have a new threads follower eh. <laughs> what do you want from me why can't Instagram just be threads? Like, why can't you just merge them together and just let me do what I did? Yeah, just steal it. <laughs> it's, it's, I still think Twitter, of all the, the social media apps, Twitter had the one that could have been the most useful. And somehow it just was like, it just was like, it just rotted from the core. Yeah. <laughs> But it could have been even before Musk bought it. I'm like, this could be the best, and it's not. It is no, just, yeah. it's not. It's just, but it, like all the functionality of it, I'm like, this is the best one, and it's just like <laughs> the middle finger of my face. Just like, no, but for some reason, I, I still go on it, and have a great time. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I get to benefit it every week. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like I said this before. I liked uh, Captain Marvel, so or Captain Marvel. I did. I like that too, Miss Marvel. So I would love to see that director do something else. It'd be interesting, or at the very least, please make Captain or Miss Marvel season two. That'd be great. Um, And I love Daisy Ridley. Um, That Chaos Walking movie, great sci-fi flick. So, like, I don't know. Like, let's make it. I'm. Freaking Star Wars. What I don't know if we you you want to talk about this, but you finally saw Rebel Moon. Finally saw Rebel yeah. Moon. <laughs> Thinking we could do like a separate we could talk about it. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> wow. Language. That's right. Um, yeah, I saw Rebel Moon. Uh you saw it like a month ago. I what? waited until after the Christmas break and oh. wow. Are you how mad are you at my reaction of Rebel Moon right now? Um, I'm interested because we kind of briefly talked about this. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Or I purposely did. I purposely did not tell you my thoughts on it because I knew we talked about it. So I like to keep those things. I I did not like it too much. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to be. Here's the thing. Like when it was announced, I was very excited for it. I love Zack Snyder. I love Star Wars. Then I saw the trailer, and I wasn't thrilled with the trailer. And then the movie started. I was like, okay, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, okay, okay. He's basically narrating an opening crawl for Star Wars. Got it, okay. And then there was like this weird shot of Saturn. <laughs> I'm like, what is what is going? But then it cut to the main character, and I'm like, oh, that's a Zack Snyder shot. Okay, I mean, I think I might like this movie. I honestly was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Right there, I was like, I'm in. And then it went back to that Saturn shot. And I'm like, you're losing me. You got it really bad. And then it went back to the Zack Snyder. I'm like, come in. And I don't know if that needed to be as long as I know there's a longer version, but I feel like I don't, I I don't know why it's as long as it is. And I don't know why it's in two parts because I, I I don't, it wasn't really my cup of tea necessarily either. Like, you know, but it was like, it just felt like a lot was happening for the sake of happening. And I said, th- I said to Fantasia, I was like, you know what? A lot of it reminded me of when they were like doing the, the Magnificent Seven type thing. Yeah, was it felt like a like a video game cut screen, cut scene. It was like I was playing Mortal Kombat 
and the two characters come in and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm going to destroy you. And then, and then you have like your fight. And it kept, that's what, it, that's what a lot of the movie felt like to me. Yeah. And, uh, and then like, there's a twist at the end that I believe I saw coming from the minute the, one of the characters entered the yeah. screen. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we know where this is going. Yeah. I was, I was actually impressed that they held on to it for that long. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it. I was. I don't know. I like. I, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. I was hoping to like it, but I'm also a lot of the sci-fi stuff doesn't get me. So there was things in it that I was just like, I just wasn't. Uh, it didn't hook me. That's the, it. Just didn't hook me. I'll. I mean, I'll watch the if I still have Netflix in April or March mm-hmm. whenever it comes out. I'll watch the second one. I haven't seen the trailer for the second one yet. Um, Is there a second, also, second trailer? No, no. I'm sorry. I haven't seen any trailer for the second movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it because I didn't watch the first one. So I'm. I didn't want to watch the second one to see what, but oh, the other thing before I, I let you speak now is I also was like, why is there four endings to a movie that's part one of two? I'm like, I got to this place, like, you're good. I'm like, oh, it's gonna end. Okay, we're still going. Okay, okay, oh, well, that's the ending. Yeah. Oh, no, we're still going. Okay, and then there was another ending, and then it ended. And I said, All right, that could have been the beginning of the next movie, for... yeah, but I am, um, but that, that's actually that's. Honestly, that's just nitpicking. Um, I just it just didn't uh, hook me the way I was hoping it would. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's just like it was fine. It, I would, I think, I would have been more furious if it was like uh, put out in theaters and I paid money to see it. Like, yeah, like I'm not mad I watched it. No, but like the one thing I think I was holding on to this the longest time. It's like, why did you cast Anthony Hopkins to voice the robot? <laughs> And then not use the robot, which I know. I mean, we've seen pictures of said robot in a, a still photo of like nothing we see in the actual yeah. first episodes or, or first part. So, you know, this extended thing is definitely showing up because they finished the look of that. So and it's just like, but it's just like he was probably like one of the more interesting characters in the first half an hour and then you just go away from him and then at the end he's like look he's back and he's wearing horns you're like i know he's got horns i think he's gonna have what? a big part in the second one right because they went back to that planet and he was there randomly with horns i hope you better stab somebody like like a ram like let's ram into somebody with those horns well like there's a oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> use it as a weapon <laughs> i was just like it's like it, it's like the droids, and it's like it, if anything, it's like this is uh, Zack Snyder's uh, um, uh, oh uh, Super Eight, you know, like how yeah, like uh, J- uh, what's that guy's name that made Super Abrams. Eight? J.J. Abrams, you know, the one that made two Star Wars movies. J.J. <laughs> um, Abrams is like he made that movie because it's like I just really love dt and i really love steven Spielberg. and like okay that's fine like that's i mean super eight's probably a little bit better than uh rebel moon but like it's like oh, i get what you're trying to do here but it's just like there's so many parts of it i'm like yeah we saw this in star wars like no one no no wonder they said no to you like <laughs> i think the only thing that would have been interesting as a star wars show or movie from Zack snyder would have been like yeah, let's like really get into well, what does a stormtrooper 
to become when they deci- decide that the, the the side they were on is wrong. And then, of course, we're like, that's the Finn story. But, like, I would have still bought it if you sold it to me. Like, I mean, it's Lost Stars at the same note, right? I mean, not exactly, but kind of the same. But, but not done as well. Yeah, like, it's just, like, there's so many people and there's so many characters in that movie that are just completely unnecessary. Like, yeah. Like the uh, who uh, Ray Ray, what's the guy's name that plays Cyborg? He's in that as well. Ray. Oh, Ray Fisher. Yeah. Ray Fisher. Sorry, See, I'm terrible. Like I'm turn about to turn forty. I can't remember names. Ray Fisher. I'm like cool. He's in this movie, but like at the by the his like he sacrifices himself, and I'm like I I don't. You don't care. I don't care because the characters don't do anything. So just like eliminate one of the other random, like you you put it perfectly, seven samurais, like <laughs> like magnificent seven samurai, yeah. seven, or, uh, seven yeah, samurai, yeah. like just take one of them and put him in the movie longer, and like you don't you just have him show up earlier, and you're like cool. I yeah, there's know. just too much focus on like going to get the people and then seeing the people do things or just <laughs> like when they went to get them, I'm like why. Like the guy riding that bird thing, I'm like, this is like 40 minutes. Why is this stuff? I know what you're doing. Like I've, I like I've seen this before. I get it. We're I'm on. Like let's just move on. And then like the the lightsaber woman, I'm like, okay, that was that one was the the hardcore. This is a Mortal Kombat cutscene. Mm-hmm. And then like every time they went to something, I'm like, oh man, I get it. Let's just go. Let's just go. And I didn't understand why, like how they were. Anyway, there was. I fell asleep a couple times. <laughs> it's a lot. Aaron walked. Aaron, if it, it and it's apparently it's half of. I don't understand. I don't like. How is there a four-hour version of that? I'd be like Zack Snyder, make me a ninety-minute movie, then the, I'll be impressed. <laughs> and this is what annoys me with the Justice League, probably even more so than this, is that he submitted a draft of the screenplay that had to have been stupid long because it, it usually the math is usually a, a page a minute yeah right? so, so screenplays are 90 pages to 120 pages is typically what you want them. so that means he probably submitted like a three to four hundred page screenplay and somebody said do it do it and then the, and then when he did it they're like this is too long you need like that's the problem it's like no tell him it's too long don't green light it until he gets it down and apparently on this one too he had like full control over like all creative everything and i think sometimes you need someone to say maybe don't do that i, I honestly I, I do and i think that i think that affected george lucas in the prequels for a bit i think somebody needs to be in his ear and say don't do that and I, you know it, it I, I said that with um wonder woman one i was on years ago brock like seven years ago i was on with josh from the denim nerds Mm -hmm. and we talked about wonder woman and we were talking about wonder woman 2 i think i said yeah but wonder woman 2 you're not gonna have Zack snyder involved and maybe it won't be what wonder woman 1 was because who knows what his impact was on that but sometimes you need you just need someone to balance out the scale yeah and and i think rebel moon could have used somebody to balance out the scale a little bit yeah, I, I just, uh, it's interesting. I, I look forward to watching the second part, but like, they're just like, really? I, I don't know. It's, it's like, rein it in a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. But, you know, 
Interesting. Yeah, did you note did that part? I think I said to you, I don't know if I said this to you, but it's like the this the 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 massive like star star cruisers, like they look yeah. not great. And I'm like, that's that's the thing that Star Wars gets right, like automatically. Just the details of the ships. You're like, that looks like real. This looked like a real bad version of the ships they put in like space balls where you're like there the ship goes on and on forever as a joke <laughs> like, yeah that i felt like the scale was trying to be too big on them so yeah. I, I i i yeah someone really it in but yeah star wars and look i said people don't believe me but i don't really like uh, ron saying bring back the intermission i could i could have had an intermission anytime <laughs> i was i was home heaven's gate was originally eight hours that's what you want in a movie <laughs> Eight, eight hours. It is funny though when Netflix told Zack Snyder that people will sit and watch eight hours of a TV show, but they'll only watch a movie for two hours. But the difference, I think, is that in a TV show, if a TV show is an hour, if each episode is 45 to an hour 15, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's an end. So you always yeah. have a, a point where you where you know you can stop watching. Yeah. You might not. Whereas a movie, you're like, I'm locked in for four hours. Yeah. I, because even though you could theoretically stop that movie and watch it tomorrow, movies are different because they all flow, right? There's no natural stop. So I, I'm facing that with the killers of the, the flower moon right now. <laughs> where I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it three and a half hours. Yeah. Three and a half. I don't I, So I haven't watched it. I'm just going to stick with the trailer and be like, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm pretty, like, honestly, I kind of feel like I know how it's going to end based on what it's about and everything. Like, I have an idea. So. I think I'm good with that. I haven't heard there's any. I haven't read about anything about it, but I don't think there's a crazy twist ending in it. Uh, but the post credit scene I heard is wild. In Killers of the Fire Moon, <laughs> it's wild. Samuel Jackson shows up. He starts. He's forming a. He's forming no, a group. It's just. Uh, it's just uh, Mark Wahlberg as his character from The Departed. <laughs> that would be amazing. Reham saw the the like the uh, something like the picture for it on like chrome uh google chrome or chromecast tv or whatever google google tv like the the uh oh gosh what do you call it when it's just on there the like the the thumbnail right the screensaver I, thing yeah. yeah the screen i think it's because it's coming out too i can't remember but it's like the thumbnail of it and she's like what's this is like oh it's the new uh uh, Scorsese movie. And she's like, how many movies is she gonna do with Leonardo DiCaprio? That was her comment. That was it. Like, <laughs> I don't think she's really watched many of them, but like, I was just like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, he's with De Niro and DiCaprio, his big one-two punch. <clears throat> All right, do you want to go to um, the, the blind rankings? Oh, you want? Oh, yeah, on? the blind rankings. Let's do blind. it. Blind. Blind rankings. I can't find the uh, here we go. every blind. time I look at you, I go blind rankings. There we go. Which version of that song are you singing? Hootie in the blue. Hootie, face. I knew it was Hootie. I just had this feeling. Is there Maybe another version Hootie. of that song? It's it's not original. Fitty, I think it's 54, 54, 40, 54. Oh, that's, that's red wine. Yeah. You're, you're thinking of red, red wine. <laughs> who sang? Who sang every time I look at you, I go blind originally. I thought it was Hootie, but I I, I could believe I it was a they covered it. It's a cover. 
I had the Friends soundtrack. I stopped watching Friends when I got the Friends soundtrack. That was the first season. I never watched Friends beyond, I believe, the first season. I don't know if I finished the first season, but I didn't watch it. I go blind. 54-40. Canadian oh, there you go. group. 54-40. I was thinking you be 40. <laughs> <laughs> don't question me on Canadian rock groups. I know all of them. No, I don't know. I don't know any. I don't even know they were Canadian when I gave you that answer. Let's all go to the lobby. Mm-hmm. That's what Ron is saying. All right, here we go. Today is ships. Blind oh. rankings from ships. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Not what you're hoping for, but better than you expected. Number one, or so we're going to give, I'm going to give Brock the, 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 the ships and he's going to put where he thinks between one and five they rank. And then at the end, we can all laugh. A B-wing. Oh. I'm going to go four because it's just too early to get crazy. B, is there a dash after B or is it just yeah, B dash wing? So much typing. Uh, it's like X wing. Yeah, you're right. A Y wing. Mm. You should have gone alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go five because I'm, I'm hopeful for some winners. Y wing is five. All right. Uh, my favorite, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> I had to think about that. <laughs> well, that's uh, a that's a unfortunate. I would have put it lower, so I'll go three. Three for the Patrick. All right. I. You know what? I want to go to like a basketball like a Patrick Ewing event and bring a, a Ewing and have him sign my Ewing. I don't know if my parents would never buy me Jordans. I was like, they finally did at one point, but they won't buy me Jordans, but they bought me. No, they never bought me Jordans. They bought me uh Ewings though. I had a pair of Patrick Ewing shoes when I was a kid, but no, no Michael Jordans. I had Andre Agassi as well, bro. I'm <laughs> uh, tie fighter. Ooh. I'm okay with this being one or two. Uh, I'm going to go number two for TIE Fighter. Two? I think you made the right choice. I don't think you're going to make a lot of uh, haters on this one. And your number one is X-Wing. Boom! X-Wing is your number one. Brock's blind ranking are X-Wing number one, TIE Fighter number two, Patrick Ewing number three, B-Wing four, and a Y-Wing at dead last at five. Let us know what your blind rankings are in the comments uh, below. We got, oh, look at this. We have, uh, they've been, oh, they've been going along with us, but I haven't seen it because I've been on a different page. This is not, <laughs> this, I just, uh, Disney does, he said five, four, three, two. I don't know. <laughs> Corey Hart is Canadian rock. My mom yeah. had multiple vinyl records of his when I was a kid. <laughs> Uh, I got a B-Wing toy after Return of the Jedi came out. That's pretty cool. Do you still have it, Ron? Uh, Speaking of Ron, Desi, and Heidi, it's time to go to the odds. The ability of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Just keep it on this page. Can you? It would be awesome if you superimpose my mouth over one of the characters, so I could just. Oh talk. my god! Can you do that on this? I 
don't know. I mean, if you have the right virtual background and you could just move your head back far enough and just your <laughs> mouth. Uh, Never Tell Me The Odds brought to you and me and everyone who listens to our podcast by Rebel, uh, to patreon.com slash Podcast. If you like what we do, go down to patreon.com slash Podcast and support this show so that we can give you fun things like blind blind ratings and this uh, this uh this little segment and hollow news on occasion when there's actual star wars news we thank all that support us like the following wonderful people heidi fetter executive producer barry brophy dennis allen randy kenobi mary kristen Nathan, Je- dale erdman jeff wilson phil staniforth rez scott d josh price Matt W, Frank, Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Bleak Play 1, Den and Nerds, Disney Desi, Charlotte, and Ron, Ron Presak. Ron, tell me if I said that completely wrong or not. Brock, oh, yeah. I'm going to change our top five today. Are you okay with that? Because you didn't watch sure. the trailer. Uh, let's do Ray moments. Let's start thinking about your Ray moments. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, thank you all of our Patreon for uh your support it really means a lot to us and we've got some more cool content and we're going to do a contest brock we've got to really yeah. nail down this contest <laughs> winner gets um gets price a sack. dryer ball a dryer ball ron says it's price sack sack all right good i think i was saying it close i think it's yeah. amazing pre i'm in close but i'm gonna say price sack perfect we're, Thank we're you, getting called out by dizzy desi that we she thought there would be legit ships like the millennium falcon in this um i'm gonna tell you those are legit ships they're too legit to quit yeah too legit i think here's the thing so i thought of the falcon but the minute you put the falcon in it's gonna go high or you're gonna screw up and it's gonna go low and i figured it can't compete with the patrick ewing and so let's stick with the smaller ships so it's a small we should we should have said the pre we should have prefaced it yeah, saying, yeah yeah prefaced it as saying prefaced smaller it. smaller price <laughs> acted <laughs> all right thank um, you all thank you so much yeah <laughs> all right every time of the odds first thought at least three members of the bad batch will survive are three members going to survive at least Ooh. on the FNAF final season of the bad batch because tech is dead that's a thing. I don't know if that was we ever talked about that because you didn't watch the show. No, no, sorry. Three surviving members. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking of like who's still around because they we did lose a character last season. I think, yeah, I think it's a good question. Uh only Omega says Heidi. Uh I'm gonna go ninety-two percent because like it would be easiest to sort of one, kill them off because we never see them again. And two, like they're engaging characters. So a loss of a character, another character, a couple more characters would be um, interesting. There's a too legit to quit emoji sign up. And then boxes. <laughs> yeah, boxes because I don't know if it's not compatible. I'm going to go 61%. I don't feel they're completely confident in doing that. I feel like they'll be like, ah, they'll continue somewhere else. I see a lot of people complaining about um, Ventress returning because 
um, she died, and they're like, well, no, nah, it's not a cannon. And like, everyone needs to chill on the cannon. The 14 people that read Dark Disciple are going to be bummed <laughs> out. Everybody else is not going to care. And then they say that they're going to coincide with that anyway. So uh, 61%, I think I said. I'm going to stick with that. Tech is dead. Cry and Heidi's crying. Heidi is just watching that episode now. She doesn't know that he's about to pay. Can you imagine? She's, in there. She's watching it while watching us. And we're ruining the one episode. Our next one, our next odd brought comes from executive producer Heidi. Ah. What are the odds that Sabe will appear in an upcoming Star Wars project, either being re reprised or reprised? Preface, prefaced by Kira Knightley or played by Natalie Portman? That's a great, that's like great. Like, I think that's something they should always have, like be sitting on. But obviously, as people age, it might lose its sparkle. So let's let's just do it. Like they, I, because in the Darth Vader comic, they kind of do that idea where I think it's Sabe that's alive. One of the Handmaid's Tales. Uh, no, the hand like one of uh, uh, Padme's like assistants are are alive, and then of course she they they look like each other. So like Darth Vader's like, oh my wife, she's back. Um, I would love that. Um, Is that I'm how going, he talks. He's like, "Oh, my wife!" Oh, <laughs> Rehams upstairs right now. He's like, "Why does he keep saying my wife?" Um, <laughs> she, she literally went upstairs as we were getting started. He's like, "I look forward to hearing you through the walls." Um, I'm gonna say my odds on that are forty percent, but it's a hundo, hundo p in my heart. That would be sweet. I I think it's like eleven percent, but I'm not. I'm gonna say screw that eleven percent. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ninety one point seven five percent because bring Kira Knightley back. Do it. I love that idea. I think it's great. And why not? What do you have to lose? Um. Anyway, I don't know. Was she in the last Pirates movie? They could get her back. Paycheck. Disney. What you should do is be like do Pirates, ten or whatever. <laughs> Do Star Wars, and then like give her like an art film, but package it all in and give her like a hundred million dollars. I'm okay with that. It's not my money. Give her a hundred million dollars and just be like, do it. Uh, final odd, also from executive producer Heidi. What are the odds that Mando and Grogu movie will have an opening crawl? What are the odds that the Mando Grogu movie will have an opening crawl? I want to say hi because I feel like if you're Favreau and Filoni and you're finally, finally getting a Star Wars movie made the way you want it, like, why wouldn't you put that like just out of respect for like George Lucas? What was it that just had one? Like uh, Ahsoka had. Ahsoka like, had that red text. It wasn't. Yeah. it wasn't a crawl. But it was yeah. It was yeah. It wasn't really the same, right? But it had a similar vibe. It was a nice like homage to it. So like. I would throw that maybe like maybe the crawl changes, but then if there is a crawl in the Mando movie, does it now become part of that? Like, do you, you know? What I mean, they always say I like, would argue it should it should be part of that. Good, though. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say ninety five percent. I I can't see them not doing it. From just being Star Wars fans, so you know, by the time we get this movie, it'll be it'll be ten plus years 
or 10 years on the dot, but probably more since we got um, Force Awakens. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be six years or so since our last Star Wars movie in the theater. I think you got to hit us with that crawl. The Like we're in the theater, we're in our seat. Disney logo shows up. I wish we had the Fox fanfare, but the Disney logo, Lucasfilm and silent, right? And then long time ago, and then they blast the music in our face and the crawl plays. Now, here's the thing, though, is the music, the Mandalorian music is not Star Wars music. It doesn't mm. suit an opening crawl. So uh, I have to go full Brock. I have to cheapen out because of the music. Do you just go with the Star Wars theme? I think the the now if, if I, I think I would change my I would I would up it to like ninety percent if this was part one of like the Mandoverse trilogy. Yeah, because then I think because Ahsoka played some Star Wars themes. I thought the music in Ahsoka was used. The Star Wars legacy music in Ahsoka was used perfectly. Um, so it would it would jump for that, but I'm gonna go full Brock, just not knowing because the the Mandalorian music doesn't really suit a crawl of the Star Wars crawl. It suits like the Ahsoka crawl, something like that would work. But I and I really think you gotta you gotta shove it in our face, like pure Star Wars. I think we I think you gotta do it. I think you gotta. I think that's like a missed opportunity because it's like yeah, like one of the best parts of the Mando show is the the music. Like especially like in Book of Boba Fett, you you know Mando shows up when you hear that sting like immediately. So the the missed opportunity is like just make a Star Wars movie, give us zero information. We do the crawl. It sounds like a Star Wars movie. Starts like a Star Wars movie, and then it then it take like Mando all of a sudden appears and does you or you hear the music and then Mando's there and you're like ha psych this is Mandalorian and growing full time like. I'm in. I'm totally in. I mean, look, the one thing too is also Mando is a Star Wars property. Like it is Star Wars. So yeah. that music should work for Mando. So, but that would be my only concern, but I would, I would go really high, but I'm going to go full Brock only because it depends on how they want to utilize the music. Uh, also mm. maybe don't recreate. Oh, here we go. Brock needs to direct <laughs> it. These are literally ideas we've talked about every day for like five years. We're like, what if they just didn't tell us anything and they just put it out? Whoa. <laughs> Thank you, content. <laughs> what a name. Content. Picture is amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I uh, the crawl the crawl is great, and I and I loved what they did to Ahsoka with the crawl. Like it's just a different vibe. I talked about Ahsoka today at work with a like a, a a colleague I didn't know like Star Wars. I went to his office and he had all these action figures. I'm like, whoa, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and I was like, what did you think of Ahsoka? It's like it was great. I loved it. I'm a big Thrawn fan. It, he's like, it just felt incomplete i'm like yeah that's what we said <laughs> yeah well i don't think i don't know if you can argue against that I yeah think. <laughs> i think it's cool though that like the crawl for ahsoka wouldn't work in a movie but i've always and i i know not everybody agrees but f my opinion of the shows has been they are just what the novels were in the 90s like yeah. they're not the movies they're not the movies we have to separate them from the movies they are the, the novels and so a crawl like that works i think in the movie theater though man 
punch me in the face. Like, let me sit in the theater and punch. Remember when they re-released Star Wars in the theater? Yeah. The special editions. That was yeah. the first time we obviously were able to see those in the theater. Yeah. And, and you just you sit there. And as a kid, you watch it like, that's cool. And it's on TV. And you're like, that's cool. But when you're sitting in that theater... And it, and and this is why the Fox fanfare for me is is missed. It's just because it hypes you up, and then just goes silent. Yeah, it's just that that silence in the theater. And then there's people. Some people start going woo, and some people don't. And you're just you're waiting. You're like, when's it gonna get me? When's it gonna get me? And then it punches you in the face. And I, and I, and it's so powerful. It's it's such a brilliant beginning to a movie that you have to read. Like you have to read. When I first saw it, I guarantee you I couldn't read, but I sat through it because that music is phenomenal and the words are flying in space. And yeah, you've got to put that crawl in the in the beginning. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, he's right. The the novels did have opening crawls. They did. A lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Most the of comics them. have crawls. Like Yeah. <laughs> but I think I, I do think though, in all honesty, because it's the same, it's both visual medium like that. And I think you should separate them in in a few ways. And Rogue One, I still don't know if I agree with the no crawl or not, but as I said, that would be like a crawl having a crawl. So it, you know, <laughs> I, I guess that makes sense. All right, top five. Top five. Top five Ray moments because we've been talking so much about good old mm-hmm. Ray, who everybody loves. Uh, you know what? I, I one thing I did bring up yesterday, Brock, when I talked by myself was um, Ray. Every like people seem to like hate Ray now, but when Force Awakens came out, she was the face of Star Wars for a mm-hmm. while. You remember it was Kylo Ren, and then they switched to Ray, and Ray was on stuff. And I, I I was thinking about that the Star Wars Monopoly. The Force Awakens Monopoly. And it came with um, Kylo, Vader, Finn, and Luke. And then people were outraged that there was no Ray, and Hasbro created a Ray. And if you message, emailed them, they would send yeah. you a Ray. And I got the Ray. And I was like, no, people loved Ray for a while. There mm-hmm. was at least two years where people loved that character. I think she there was issues with, like, there was issues. I think she used the Force. I still think the mind trick thing was kind of a. It got, it got the writers out of a jam more than anything, mm-hmm. but but like people liked Ray. I think people really liked Ray, and and I, I just think you could bring people back, uh, remind people that oh, you actually like this character. Relax, relax yourself. <laughs> uh, oh. And both of us, by the way, Brock. Also, we are changing our podcast name to the Rebel Scum Skywalker Podcast <laughs> in honor in honor of. Rabel Skywalker podcast. <laughs> the Rabel. Uh, and I did make sure in that video to say Ray Skywalker as many times as I possibly could. Top five Ray moments. My number five is just when she makes that bread. Just remember sitting in the theater yeah. and the bread like poofs up and you're like, wow, they use practicals on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> And it was like a four-minute tutorial on YouTube, like the next day, like this is how we did it. Yeast, water. Oh my god, the future. You can just make bread and water. I'm like, yeah, it's a cheddar bay biscuit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, that is good too. Oh uh, yeah, that like that is one of the beauties of like the return to practical in all those movies. Uh, yeah. my number five is going to be her first lightsaber battle on Murder yeah. Planet. Just like 
I, I don't I have like an obsession now with lightsabers glowing on faces and it's just like just like that that scene where it's like is she gonna go evil or is she good or bad like what's happening here like I like that quite a bit I wish they explored it more in later films I guess they did I think you know I I don't think this lightsaber sound effects were very good in the sequel I've said that for like day mm. one they they didn't have the boom that Ben Burke Ben Burke gave us like in the, mm. the original like they just it was when Finn first lights it it's missing something it's too bassy I found and but but yeah they they really kicked butt with having the the light on the fit like that I love that yeah. I think it looks so good and on the snow it's the it's like Christmas lights on the snow it I I do love uh, I give them a pass on the sound because they they crush that part of it. Uh, my number four, electric shock therapy in Rise of Skywalker. When she goes, ah, and she pulls it down, and they're like, oh, she's a pal. I just, you know, electricity coming from someone's hand needed to happen. I was happy I got to see it. It's cool. She didn't know it was coming. They could have done something really cool with it. Whatever. We won't talk about it. But I like it. I like that uh, moment. And if you don't like it, that's fine. This is my list, not yours. <laughs> my number four is, is uh, in... Uh, what's the middle one? Last Jedi, where uh, Millennium Falcon arrives on crate and saves the day by shooting like three yeah Tie Fighters out of the sky. I know she's not flying. Oh, thank you, Content Thief. Um, <laughs> I wish I knew what we were talking about. Fantastic, much appreciated. Ten dollars, super cash. What are is thank the, you? Content is that what this is called still on YouTube? Super. There's a Fun. super chat. Yeah. Super chat. That's it. I like, like super content cash. Thief is, the name. He's just stealing this video and putting it on. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Much obliged. Um, so yeah, I like that, that, that scene where she shoots three out of the sky and you're like, yeah, like stuff like that. Like those things. I'm like, let's explore that in a movie where Ray is in the main lead where she's like an amazing Jedi and an amazing pilot. I'm like, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker smashed together. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, my number three is when she says, I am all the Jedi. And she goes like this. Oh, yeah. She walks. And you're like, where are the Force ghosts? And they're like, uh, uh, uh. And they do. <laughs> That's my number three is when she's Hold on to Jedi. your butts. <laughs> uh, Disney does. Imagine if it, it was just Jurassic Park lines. Through all of the rides of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disney Desi stole my third already is the Praetorian Guard fight. So along the same vein of like uh the lightsaber battle on Murder Planet. I just like the comparison of her lightsaber style versus uh Kylo's. And of course, like just visually that scene is awesome, but I think it's a great scene for that character that again needs to be explored. Um, nothing needs to be explored. Uh, my number two lightsaber grab in the the one that you mentioned already. When she's you think that it's going to be Kylo and it goes to Ray and they have their lightsaber battle on Murder Planet. Murder uh, Planet. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my number two because honestly, it's number two because because of the light shining off of the snow in their faces. It just looks it looks great. My number two is going to be Finn and her running through the market in Jakku. And mm. he's like, we need a pilot. We have a pilot. Who? Me! And it's just like, yeah. I like 
the character is really fun. The more I think about it, I'm like, let's do it. Let's go make this movie now. Uh, like, I, I, people loved Ray for mm-hmm. at least two years. And they forgot that they loved Ray because they either hated the Last Jedi too much or they hated the Rise of Skywalker too. They just somewhere along the way people forget that Ray is a really. There's a lot of upside. There's more upside to what you can do with Ray than not. Is yeah. how I would look at it. Um, and even if you genuinely don't like the character, I still think you can utilize what she represents. In a yeah. And my number one is mind-blowingly. Praetorian guards. <laughs> if I have a chance to mention the Praetorian guards, they're gonna get mentioned in my number in my list, and uh, they're my number one because I'm a sucker for Praetorian guards. They sold me before I saw the movie. They sold me in the movie, and you know what? Like it kind of. I will say this: they should. They probably should have been the Knights of Ren. Yeah, they probably should have just been the Knights of Ren. But they look. Ba- I Ren. think they look. I think they look cooler than the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Ren. I think they look cooler. But if you just think about what ended up happening with the Knights of Ren, and it just they should have just been the Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren. Yeah. No. God. The the miss the lost cause that was yeah. the Knights of Ren. My number one is again. I did a good theme of like reasons why we should make the Ray movie. Um, my number one is going to be the final scene in Rise of Skywalker where. Not where she says I'm Ray Skywalker, but just walks into the 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 Tatooine sun sun suns in the horizon with BB-8 by her side, and just walks into the horizon like the cover of Endless Summer. Like I'm just like this movie was problematic in as a conclusion to the 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 sequels, but like you show me that scene, I'm like, okay, let's go, let's. I'll take another movie where Ray's in there. I'm like, that's 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 when that's the exciting thing about films. Like one little moment can just like mm-hmm. grab you entirely. So that's my number one. Yeah, like the best part of Rise of Skywalker is when you see Wicket and his son. They completely <laughs> you, and you're like, you know what? I don't know how anybody can't like this movie. It has Wicket and his son for reasons. Yeah. I would say I love that. I love seeing them in the movie. I think Aaron like jumped for joy when they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that time I saw Warwick Davis in re- in real life, and he was ten feet away from me, and I'm like, I'm like, don't talk to me, don't yeah. talk to me, don't talk to me. <laughs> I love that video. He's a red and Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both terrified. Like, don't, Brad. You're right on the aisle. He's coming for you, Brock. He's coming. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, and the Willow TV show does not exist. Ugh, man, Just, huge if you were wondering, if you were wondering, the Willow TV show does not exist. Never happened. And then that poor like actor in it like injured himself and has like nerve damage, and he's suing them. And like, no, nah, it doesn't exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can't sue us for something that didn't happen. Uh, um, freaking. I saw an Instagram this week. It's like someone said, like, Willow is a better movie than all the Star Wars movies. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like the movie Willow. Not yeah, the I know. Aaron's, Aaron was the only person I ever met who was obsessed with that movie. And she was obsessed with it forever. Like, and you couldn't find it anywhere. It wasn't available to buy on any like DVD, Blu-ray, or digital. And I guess now it's on Disney Plus, unless they got rid of that too. But I still don't think you can buy it anywhere. I, I don't. I could be wrong. It, but we ended up watching it because I hadn't seen it in forever, and uh, we ended up watching it on YouTube. 
and it was mm-hmm. like 480 i think it was like the <laughs> lowest quality we're watching on the tv on the like, the, the 55 inch whatever like what is that? so pixelated but yeah we we saw it. she was quoting the whole thing as it went along um crown prince of alderaan and the imperial galactic princess ah that's the name of episode 10 heidi is breaking it news. <laughs> all right this has been our 309th episode bananakin uh, it's been a lot of fun thanks everybody for joining us in the live chat uh is they can't go back and forth between like the comments and the bands my husband is also obsessed with the movie willow that's weird it's so weird that people are obsessed with that movie like brock are you obsessed with willow it's one of those movies that you just just i can't remember the when i watched the watched it for the first time but it falls under my list of movies that you just stumble upon somehow like either at a like a vhs store or uh yeah. Or on TV back when, like, you had no idea what was going to come on, like Road Warriors, like that for me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the Bad Mac movies for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like Matinee with John Goodman. <laughs> Lean on me with, <laughs> with, uh, Martin. Oh, gosh, Morgan Freeman. Is that the one where he's the principal? Yeah, Lean on me is that one. Oh, we just got breaking news from Disney oh. Desi. Kathleen Kennedy fire shots fired, heard around the world. Kathleen Kennedy, pack your bags. Heidi's in, you're out. (laughs) Heidi's in. You can go work with The Rock over at Netflix. Oh my God, Ron saw Willow in the theater. Wow. We need to just. We need after later another time we're going to talk about how that experience was. (laughs) I didn't know anybody saw that in the theater. Again, like, bro, I just was one of those movies that just kind of popped up one day. All right, this is 309 episode. Thanks, everybody. This was a lot of fun. Um, Brock, anything else you want to say on this wonderful Wednesday? I don't know if we said this yet uh, or if you've said it anywhere else, James, but we are going to be part of the Star Wars podcast day, February 7th, coming up in a couple weeks. So, I mean... We should have brought that up. Yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna watch our episode. If you're watching our episode, if if you're content thief and you are now hooked on us, you're just gonna see it anyways. But you know that's coming up uh, February seventh. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, they have an Instagram, right? Like that's where like yeah, you know, it's, it's a YouTube sort of thing. But no, they're on Instagram and Twitter. It's Star Wars yeah. Podcast Day on on it's Star Wars Pod Day online on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And they messaged us earlier today, and uh, they want us to promote it on Sunday on our socials. So we will. Yeah, so keep an eye on our socials. We'll mention that and that direct you to all the things you want to see because there's tons of Star Wars podcasts. 90. Over 90. 90. So like, if you can't get enough of us talking about Star Wars, I'm sure there are other 40-year-old men that are talking about Star Wars. And maybe they're not wearing... Uh, Blue Jays memorabilia. What's on your shirt? What shirt are you wearing? It looks familiar. Whistler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's cold, man. It's cold. I know. Yeah. I got a soccer shirt. Or hockey yeah. Soccer. So, like, you maybe uh, you'll see Star, Star Wars. Wars. You'll see a Star Wars podcast where the two guys are just wearing Baltimore Oriole. Uh, no memorabilia <laughs> go Camden Yard. Um. Yeah. So check us out. Check that out. Thank you for supporting and uh, spread your Star Wars love around. And also that day, Andrew Fantasia is going to have a introduction 
video for a new series that he's starting. Uh, he asked me if he could do it, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It involves him. That's all I'll say. All right. Hold on. Heidi's <laughs> have to take this off. All right. Uh, on that note, Brock, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.